All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Jeremy just fell asleep. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, but we're back. We're playing uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse tonight. We got the full pack back for tonight. Uh, as uh, we're going to continue the second story arc here, uh, as uh, as Selena, Jacques, and Lou will get some reinforcements, and we'll see how uh, how this new mystery picks up. We'll also check in briefly to see what uh, maybe Eustace and Duke were doing over the last couple of days or so, uh, and uh, and then we'll dig back in as we kind of kind of kind of peculiar one. We might also just go back to Burger King and. Uh, and you know, just see a see a see a gothic romance blossom between Jacques and the Burger King manager, who I neglected to actually give a name to. I think so. I don't know. But all right, let's uh, let's just dive right in. Just, why, 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 why not? Uh, so, Jeremy, tell us who you're playing. Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm playing Eustace. Yeah, just uh, you know, real nice, easygoing fella. Runs the Heart and Soul Saloon here in town, and. Uh, Last time I was here, I was 90%, uh, you know, infected wounds, but I'm better now. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. It's Biodox, been Heart Warden. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been 10 days. So, uh, and, and I mentioned this last time, but I'll, I'll mention to you as well is the, the attacks were sort of infected and it was sort of hampering mm -hmm. regeneration stuff, but all that is worn down, uh, over the, over the, over the day. Cause it took like, I think it was basically delayed it an extra day or something like that. But, uh, okay. but yeah, you. Eustace has managed to to heal up. Uh, Melissa, who are you playing? I am playing Selena Bendis. Uh, she is the uh, aging hippie of the group, and that's uh, that's Selena. Yeah, we've learned she that there's a lot that of are motorcyclers. <laughs> aging. Yes, motorcyclers, <laughs> and also other other <laughs> aging hippies. Apparently, we have a lot of aging hippies. <laughs> yes, it's the oldest wolf it. clan. <laughs> you guys don't actually have teeth. It's just they're all just. It's just like an just, old folks' home. We just get all the old werewolves. Oh my god, in. that's an idea. It's right the yeetest oh. fighting technique. It's you just gum everybody to death. You just can't oh, take them great. out. They just keep staying there. <laughs> Everyone tracks you down because you guys leave your wolf dentures and your kills. Yeah. And so we yeah. need a Bubba Hotep crossover. Well, we, oh we do already gosh. have an old folks home that was we introduced do. in our Hunter Chronicles. So. <laughs> it's a dangerous place, though. We, we, we lost <laughs> two hunters there. Very dangerous place. But we lost one hunter there, and that eventually chained into another hunter getting getting whacked. Uh, so that was going to be fun. Very dangerous place, those old folks' homes, if you've never been there before. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, uh, we got Duke. So Evan, tell us about Duke. Yeah, I'm playing Duke. He is a member of the Silver Fangs and the Auspice. No one wanted to play the Galliard. Um, he is also apparently geriatric and old for werewolf Everybody. standards. Naturally. Um, I just thought he was salt and pepper, but apparently he's ancient. Um, but he is a kind of a lost noble looking to reclaim kind of his family's um land after the worm and everything disrupted all the boundaries he's trying to reclaim the lost history and maybe one day make everything right as it used to be sure fantastic uh all right and next up kipser tell us about lou real lou real is a <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and as is now tradition max is standing up on my lap as soon as i started talking um, so 
Luriel is a glass walking uh, werewolf. Uh, she enjoys being a detective and uh, doesn't think that Duke is right at all and uh, that we need to move away from the history and uh, try something new. Wow. And she doesn't break into buildings and take photos. Lou really enjoyed last week when Duke wasn't around. She's finally, like, finally, people on my side. Oh, geez. Technology is good. <laughs> Didn't really work too well for you last week, though. So strange. I mean, VHS is for the win, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. We got so many cassette tapes. <laughs> I feel like VHS is so old. Is it really technology anymore? I don't know. Oh, uh, and finally, we've got the, we've got the good looking Jacques Roulette. Go ahead, Aaron. Tell us about Jacques. Ah, uh, Jacques Roulette. He it's his human name. It's on a piece of paper. He accepts it, but doesn't acknowledge it. Really. He's an Al Rune born under the warrior's moon of the Red Talon. He was pupped in the hills and hollers of West Virginia as a wolf, called away by a kin caller and taught his true nature as a Gauru in his first pack. He was raised by another Gauru who said, Call me Alpha, for I lead this pack. And he did until his original pack of wolves was hunted and killed by a group of Pentex miners. He gave into the rage and slaughtered every goddamn one of them. His original pack said, it's time for you to give up your human name and run wolf, run west wolf, until you hit the ocean. And that's, well, he turned his bow and for days and nights ran till he found the desert, found Arizona, found a wolf sanctuary, found a human friend, which he thought was impossible, and a new pack, and a new alpha to follow, and a weaver lover that he doesn't trust. And he took the name Jacques Roulette. Very nice. Also found a vampire girlfriend, a Burger King lover. Just That's so a dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get going. Uh, quick summary. Well, I don't know how quick it is, but summary of last time around uh, the pack. We started off last time with the pack coming up out of the Umbra after the uh, after the issues with the dust storm. We saw a little bit of a montage of them repairing the damage that was done by the Black Spiral Dancers. We saw enemy Garu receiving this ritual annihilation. We kind of define how like, there's a special practice that you all use. Uh, we saw a bunch of human casualties, unfortunately. Uh, they were, uh, the sort of the various bodies were cleaned up and they were delivered to a Joaquin Fulbright, a contact you all apparently have uh, at a medical school near ASU. And they're going to be used as cadavers. Eustace, uh, as we're getting a little, this, a little bit more in a second, Eustace was dealing with some fallout uh, from the dust storm at Heart and Soul. Duke uh, kind of left town briefly to, to, to follow a lead on some of his personal uh, personal goals. Uh, Lou, when you were you went out of town with your son, and when you got back, you uh, noticed that you had about a billion frantic calls from your friend Calypso Circle. Uh, so uh, she needed your help. And so the three that were available, Selena, Jacques, and Lou, went and, and responded. Turns out that Calypso's sister, Tara, was missing. Uh, she's apparently a waitress at a place called the Black Canyon Diner, which is just north of Phoenix. And apparently a very strange and violent crime took place within the last about 48 hours or so. Left the diner filled with all manner of blood and gore, but no signs of bodies or victims. And Calypso, because she is in the know, she's aware of uh, of the world. 
uh, in, in the one that you live in. She thought maybe something supernatural might be responsible. So she enlisted you all to help. Uh, at the diner, Lou, you tried valiantly to push your way past the crime scene line, but the uh, but the attending cop did not allow you to go by. But it, you did, however, serve as a great distraction for Jacques, who was in his lupus form, pretending to be a dog, wandering onto the parking lot, which was, in fact, a crime scene. It did some recon. You sensed this fading presence of corruption, of the worm, of the weaver, uh, there's a detective that tried to stop you. You dashed past them into the diner itself. You picked up a little chunk of residue that had some some local dirt and some blood in your paw, and then you got escorted away. Selena, you managed to spy a note on the officer's pad about a missing vehicle, the only missing vehicle from the lot, in fact, a 2009 Ford F-250 with a horse trailer that was attached. Uh, Lou, you tried to use some of your tech abilities, but they weren't functioning properly for some reason. And it looked like all tech wasn't functioning as cell phones weren't really working. And even at the Burger King that you went across the street to, they were actually having to take cash because their various networks and cashier and, and, and registers weren't, weren't properly working. Uh, you also decided to get some, stole some, um, through a very clever ruse, decided to steal some, uh, some, some security footage uh, from the camera. Jacques did a little flirting with the manager and eventually you all returned to Guy's Grove. You start going through that security footage. And that's when, Lou, you found an odd kind of mobile distortion, like a static distortion. This little bubble kind of slowly moving up the service road, almost like a pedestrian walking before turning into the diner's parking lot. We got to see the bottom of the door kind of open up. And then moments later, that distortion just exploded and became bigger and bigger until the whole screen was basically taken over. So before we get back to that, let's just do a little quick check-in with um, with Eustace and Duke. So Eustace has been a little over a week, week and a half, almost about, about 10 days in total, we'll say, since the incident with the dust storm, you've recuperated, et cetera. Uh, what, uh, what kind of issues have you, what have you been doing? Why, why weren't you available this this past day? What, uh, what have you been up to? Well, you know, like we were talking about earlier, I'm, I'm mostly healed up now, but there's still a good day or so of bed rest. Uh, you know, just changing some bandages and, you know, just taking it easy. Of course, Deputy Quinn kept stopping by. There had been a drifter who come through. He got yanked out the window and disappeared. And um, But he was on the radar and Quinn's a nice fella and all, but he's got to do his job. And that means he's got to walk around my place of business. And that can be a little bit awkward. So, you know, I accommodated him, but tried to keep, you know, any of his friends from getting to places they're not supposed to go. So that was its own little difficulty the the thing that made it more difficult is around the time when the ghost of the man who done been murdered by them black spiral dancers started like screaming in my face freaking out because he couldn't accept the fact that he had died in such a malicious manner um so you know i drank some of my special brew what helps you deal with fearful sights and whatnot and it took a spell to kind of just calmly listen to him until he finally kind of got to the point he was willing to talk it out a bit and you know uh, I was willing to listen to him, see if he maybe had any next kin I could get a message to. Um, you know, it was a little awkward. Got him to help me find his body so I could help Quinn, which in turn could help get people out of my freaking space. But mostly just try and put him at peace and, uh, you know, let his next kin know what had happened. And then, um, uh, I think around sometime later on, I was trying to find a way to help his spirit move on. That's when I went to, I always forget that it was like Mystic Maggie's Magpie Shop or something. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Blossom hangs out there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I went there to talk to them, and I had been out of town trying to get in touch with this man's kin, and that's when they said a whole bunch of nonsense was going down in some other town and shit. I guess I better hop on the bike and get going. Just a couple steps behind. Uh, yep. And I'll give you a, I'll give you a name. Danny Perez It's the name of your, your drifter. Okay. Probably learn that he... Um, yeah, you're right. I would say that he first starts showing up as like little flickers at the corner of your eye in the middle of a conversation with Deputy Queen and someone else while you're cleaning up. Over the course of a couple of days or a week, you start to see him each time showing up for a little bit longer, a little bit longer each time. And eventually you do. Uh, you, you get the sense from talking to him, migrant worker, bit of an alcohol problem in his 40s or so, has, um, has a family somewhere in Texas, El Paso, but he lost touch with them a long time ago, and he's just sort of... Mm. And, and for now, he's just kind of lingering around in the background of heart and soul as uh, as various folk are there, none the wiser to his presence. Not malicious I'm so glad yet. I have, I'm glad I have magic beer to help me deal with that. Uh, and then we'll check in with Duke. So, Duke, um, you, uh, you had... So at the end of the, the last scenario, you were the only one that didn't partake in that kind of cleansing ritual. Oh, Everybody else, yes. including Adora, the sort of the de facto sort of sept um, elder leader, the most respected figure, basically. Everybody, including her, took in this darkness, right? And you're the only one who, who did it. And, and maybe you were looking... See if anything manifests, but nothing has manifested. Like no one's really kind of changed their behavior in any noticeable fashion. And plus, there's just so much to do after the fact to kind of cleanse and, and sort of rebuild a bit. Uh, but what was what, what are we saying? What do we think Duke was doing? Because I, I did say he stepped out of town for a bit, but what 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 do we say Duke was kind of up to? What do you think? Yeah, I think for the first few days he was helping with the rebuild. Obviously, since a lot sure. got damaged and affected and then i think at some point he either was i think he had been contacted by what is her name pamela the archivist yeah yeah and i think she would have had a lead in like some podunk town like you know smaller than where we're at Mm -hmm. about some old map that they found you know deep in the in the barrels that no one's touched that's been dusted for so many years and i think he made kind of a impromptu road trip to go kind of add it to his collection to see if it kind of helps him put some pieces together. I'll say why you're probably drove up northward a bit, not quite to Flagstaff, but on the way. And like you said, kind of this out of the way location. It turns out that where you ended up and whether, you know, I, I doubt Pamela knew this, but where you ended up, there was um, kind of an archivist kind of working and it was a kind of a, a library as, as opposed to like a, a town hall, like, but one of these kind of uh, these museums within a home with, you know, like a house kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, like, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this, but we have a handful of these around here uh, where it's just mm-hmm. like a museum of an old house. And you meet a you meet a fella that turns out kind of lead to here, lead to there. You start collecting things. You, you collect a, several things around here. You get some. Some old geological survey team maps. You get some. Uh, you get some topographical stuff from before even Arizona was a state. Like before, like way back, like hundred plus years ago. Get some more recent stuff. 
And then one night as you're getting ready to leave, you come across the fact that like just just, you know, grabbing some food one night at a bar or at a, at a restaurant, kind of get a strange scent. And you look up and you see this group come in and it's a kind of a peculiar group. It's got one guy who has got to be 80 or above. Uh, definitely. You can tell he's he's sort of fumbling a bit here and there. Uh, still has a full head of hair. In fact, is to the point where like it's actually kind of impressive. But then everybody around him is just young, 17, 18, 20. Like it's just like this this five person pack, and you and you, you start you start realizing pretty quickly that this is like a this little pack of Garu in this podunk out of the way town. Of course, of the day or two while you're there, you kind of get a name. You learn a little bit about him. You hear the name Josiah Dawnclaw is his name. And he's sort of tended to by this group of Garu who, who almost serve like handlers for him in a way. And anytime you kind of try to get close to him or anytime you try to talk to him too much, it kind of like kind of, kind of get in the way and they sort of push you off and you know like no no he's just he's just this, he's a little busy for this he's just he's not the right in the in the right state of mind for that so each time you're kind of kind of kept at a distance eventually though you do get this call uh from from eustace or jacques or selena or something like something's going down they need your help and so put a pin in it come back later but you have a name you have this pack they're very cryptic they're very strange there's no your own sept has no record of them or anything like that. This isn't like a connection, a network to your own people. And he just so happens to be in this town where you were sent by Pamela to collect these kind of these old archive notes. And so down the line, we'll, we'll, we'll pick that up a little bit further. Okay. So what we'll do then is we'll say all of that was kind of happening uh, over the last couple of days. We'll say, Duke, you come pulling in. Uh, to the uh, to, to Gaia's Grove once more. You've been gone for probably three days, we'll say. You've got Eustace, who's been kind of a couple steps behind the, the trio. But eventually everyone comes back. It's, um, we'll put it nighttime, 7, 8 o'clock at night or so. Sun's just gone down. This is the same day that Lou and Jacques and Selena started their investigation. And when Eustace and Duke, you come back, you go to like the main hall, which is mostly built up at this point. You got Lou. She's on a, one of this couple different computers uh, that you all have. And that's when Lou will say, you see this strange static distortion and it just erupts to this point where not only does it erupt and, and it blocks all visuals, but you hear this sound begin to just kind of emerge from not not the speakers so much as it is from the actual box, the actual tower. And it's not the modem sound, but I don't know. There's something like human about it. It's like this screeching human to the point where like you see this, you see like everything shake around you. If you have a glass, it just cracks ever so slightly, but then it goes away, it fades. That particular track of the security and you know ends. And everything kind of settles for a moment. Lou, what do you do? This is not good. Um, did you guys hear that as well? Uh, she'll kind of yell at anybody else who's hanging around in the room, kind of just loitering. And that Whoever is wants to be. that's weird. Like, 
can a I got a stupid question, but can can a soul get wrapped up in the spider weave, so to speak, in that technology? So it's because you know you got that weird mishmash between you know spirituality and technology and, and whatnot. Yes, I oh. think it is very possible for as a tech. There's uh, many people have haunted things. Technology is just the next step with an easy way to communicate between two locations. Yeah. Uh, a and weaver's she's also, spirits. Okay, can't be well, trusted it's, it's not not necessarily well okay i was going to say not necessarily malicious but there are potentially yeah. a lot of dead bodies like that that one movie somebody tried to get me watched like phantom in the machine or something let me take a look at my um desktop pc make sure it's all good movies okay. when the whole world offers you all your senses could ever need you sit and watch a box i'll never understand you do you not read books either? I've got a good book. Books are the same thing. Mm. Still ignoring the world around you to find the world on the pages. Ah, uh, this is a book of trails. That's a good one. It is. Yeah, we can get you some more. You know you can look at the hiking trails online as well. He starts to hike his leg and to pee on the computer, no, but no. then doesn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Lou, you said you're taking, taking yeah, the computer can I, apart? I want to take it apart. Um, as a glass walker, I can add one dice to technology or science dice pools related to building or repairing things. So if I'm, yeah. I would like to roll tech, uh, if that's all right. Absolutely. Please go right ahead. Um, it would uh, be... Technology and uh, you can do intelligence or wits in this case. Either one will probably other other approach is probably fine. I like my wits. Uh, I need two red ones. Uh, all right, let me take a look here. Yeah, uh, that is nine ten. Uh, so I've got two successes. Okay. Uh, you see, as you start breaking it down, Jacques, Jacques gets in your way a little bit. And so maybe it kind of, there's a small pause, but as you're, as you're breaking it down and you're looking at an individual piece, nothing seems out of the ordinary. It doesn't like, it's not like your computer completely stopped working. It's just like that track ended and it's a strange sound coming out of the tower. But you do look at the motherboard ever so briefly, you see right where like the onboard sound would be you see this small little sprout of black just just come up out of this small little socket in the motherboard and it just almost like rays of a sun just kind of goes off and then f and, like these little black filaments like black rays mm, of the sun i activate the number just, senses really quickly uh and you're looking for spirits specifically there aren't yeah. any that the only one that you sense is is sort of the your your Cairn spirit, which is sort of his overwhelming. You don't see anything. You don't think this. You don't think your computer or this uh, this this tape is infected with or or uh, excuse me inhabited by a spirit. But there's there's like that like like something happened. Definitely something happened. But you're not you're not your your confidence not like. Um, uh, Selena is. Uh, can you see this? It's not spirits. I'm not seeing spirits here. But uh, maybe you've got the better idea. And Selena's standing behind you with like a can of compressed air, and she's like, "Want me to shoot it?" No, 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 no. We don't know that that is going to be a good idea. Wait, I know this one. Enhance. <laughs> 
Clickety, oh clickety, my god clickety. um all right yes I, I you i i know that you are all a little bit older than me but <laughs> we're going to dial I'm it back trying. a little bit um so selena like kind of gets out her cell phone and puts on the um the flashlight mm-hmm. um and then so she's gonna try to like inspect and see if she can kind of see yeah you just see it's almost like an asterisk, you know, like you just see these very, it's extremely small, extremely, you know, it's, it's not even, it's not larger than a dime in its radius. Right. And as you start inspecting it, you realize it's just like, it's almost like the dust that might've been in here or like filaments of, of, or pencil shavings. It's that kind of, that kind of texture. Uh, but you just see them kind of radiating out from a very tiny center. And it's right near where that, the sound, like the onboard sound is not moving anymore, not doing anything, sprouted up, stopped, and then it was done. Uh, tweezers? Somebody to take it? Uh, Eustace, maybe you have something like that in medical kits? Yeah. yeah. He's got like one of those ridiculous like Swiss Army knife things that has just <laughs> a million different tools that he uses around the bar. <laughs> he's it's very like a multi-tool, but it's a banana. You just <laughs> go on inside. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could take a sample. That's not a problem. Uh, maybe uh, Maggie's will have something that they can take a look at with this. Don't we also, speaking of samples, don't we also have that... Uh, the dirt sample, shock. yes. Didn't we, like, wipe and your blood. paw and there's a thing? The blood sample from my paw and the, and the dirt. The dirt was from the deep desert, but maybe you can find more. I can run some analysis on it and uh, maybe a little bit of forensics. Don't you have that detective partner, not the two of you and Eustace, don't you have like friends on the force that could help with that kind of thing? Well, we are blue collar detectives. (laughs) (laughs) But I have stolen enough equipment that there should be something around here, maybe. Yeah. I I mean, given equipment. Completely legal. Of course, given, given, given. Um, I do have a little bit of science. Is that something I could? What are you hoping? What are you hoping to learn here? Because with the dirt sample, uh, we, I think Jacques tried to see. He he understood that it was local. It was like in the area, but he couldn't get anything more specific. And I don't think you're going to be able to find Mm -hmm. anything more more specific than just within that general area of northern phoenix i mean um, maybe you search for like any sort of like power plant sort of things or any like your little tech thingies that you don't want in your city you want outside the city a bit because whatever well, this is is somehow assuming that this area is similar to where i originally was born uh you guys have the networking maps yes history over time where they show when somewhere has lost a connection and so people call call in complain so we can mm. just look to see where it is moving. How about trying to track that F-250? I mean, before the disturbances happened, they had to have had, a, what do you call this, this, the numbers on the damn thing? Mm. The Can't one of your detectives track back to who owns that thing? Oh, yes, Eustace, maybe yours would be good for that. Oh, we got a vehicle? Oh, okay. Yeah, now that's something I can probably... Okay. All right. You want to call in a favor with Deputy Quinn? See if he'll he'll yeah. track a license plate for you. Okay. Okay. I'll give it uh, a try. What? 
so we'll say deputy you get him on the phone which is fine uh and we say he's not a he's not like a phoenix cop he's he's like a apache junction kind of out east mm-hmm. you know he's more of like this, this sort of rural uh kind of rural cop um you're calling in a favor huh do you and he's just a, he's just a contact he's not someone you've you've actually purchased as a as a perk or anything like that no, like when you okay. choose your uh, ties or whatever at character yeah. creation. All right, the number. The, so the like number I helped make... him find the body recently. I'm hoping maybe that'll okay. Buy me a little bit. Uh well, you tell me what's what approach does does use to take? Is that a, is that what it is? He's like, hey, I just gave you a favor. I need I need a callback. Is there an approach that uses would take towards this to try to convince him to do this? Because like you know you're. Uh. You're a private citizen, Eustace. I mean, you were friends. I appreciate your help, but that's that's the way the road's supposed to go. Private citizen finds a body, mm-hmm. reports it to law enforcement. Law enforcement yeah. just doesn't give out information about private citizens to another private citizen. I will whisper in Eustace's ear, I also have a contact with the police if we want the less legal way. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I got somebody whispering in my ear, and I don't quite know what they mean by that, but... I'm hoping, but at this point, I hope you know me well enough to know that I always mean well. I'm, I have concern that I can't verify at this time, but there's a chance for further harm to happen if we don't try and find out who this belongs to. And I'll, I think Eustace is usually just very straightforward with Deputy Quinn, because like Deputy Quinn has seen weird stuff and has been willing to kind of work with me. It's like, look, uh, there's a town a couple ways over. Jeremy doesn't quite remember the name of the town. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some really nasty business at a was it a diner? Am I remembering right? Yeah, I was afraid. And he'll he'll he knows it. It's not like this is something that this has got to do with that. Yeah. He's just you know. Listen, we go back a ways. You got your own stuff to deal with. You got a bar in which your man died. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting involved in a diner in which, uh, last I saw, about 20 folk might have yeah. been killed, bodies taken. You're involved in that too. I'm not involved in it, but unfortunately, I got weird friends and they call me about stuff. And Your friends you? are involved. Well, they're not involved, but like, a person knew a person and then called a friend of mine who happens to be a private investigator. And look, I, I don't know exactly what's going on with that, but that's messed up to have that many people dead. Body's gone. I know it's kind of a roundabout way to get to it, but if I could prevent there being more bodies, that seems like a good thing to do. And I, I know it's kind of a twist on, on your job, and I, I hate to put you in a bad position, but... Give us a roll. I'm, persu- I'm just trying to help prevent any further harm. Is it going to be persuasion, composure, or no, excuse me, persuasion, manipulation, probably. Um, okay. And I'm going to make this, this is a difficulty for, like, this is an active investigation. It's connected to yeah. it. Like, this is not an sure easy. you don't want composure? <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I'm sure. Composure, I don't think <laughs> makes sense here. I'll take charisma if that's better. I'll, I'll do charisma. It is slightly better. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I'll take that. Four. 
And uh, it's like we're going to go the yeah. Delta Green route of like, how much can we injure the bonds that we have? <laughs> <laughs> if need be, I have another option. <laughs> Pretty good this. roll. You could burn a superficial willpower if you want to try to re-roll the two. Because you need you need down. a you need four and you got three successes. So you need one more success I will. here. Okay. I'll give it a try. It's a 50-50. Yeah. It might happen. Okay. Go for it, man. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. In general. That, that three successes is like one of the best yeah. rolls I've had in this game. That's a really good roll. <laughs> He's like, listen, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to take, I'm going to take that. You said there's a license plate. I'm going to take that license plate for you. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to look into it and I'm going to, I'm going to communicate this to the officers in charge. I hear they got the FBI consultant. This is not the type of thing I can go coloring outside the lines with. Okay, mm-hmm. I gotta keep this keep this straight. I won't say where it came from. You know, so we go back long enough, that's fine. But if you're worried that there's some of your friends are getting kind of caught up, just don't worry. I'll get to the bottom of it, and if I come up with something, I'll let you know. All right. I'm telling I, you, I, man. I appreciate that. Don't get caught up in that thing. That is a that is a that is an explosion waiting to happen, man. That's a lot of folk. Missing, gone. It's messed up. And I, I normally wouldn't call you to ask this sort of favor. It wasn't something that messed up. But if nothing else, you are a you're a good man. And if nothing else, I'm glad that you're taking an interest. And I appreciate that. I really do. And I'll get back to you when I can. All right. Thanks, up. All right. Any other things you guys are looking to do? think. Lou, did you have an idea about like the network maps? Yes. Like a down detector kind of thing, like seeing if we can find like the seeing if we can track people like reporting that like their internet went down and see if we can kind yes. of track like a, uh, we don't need the downer. Uh, we just need, I don't know why you want antidepressants, but the uh <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face. Uh but the yes, we can just look at the history of in here. Let me show you. So you see this here is uh the internet provider for the area, yes. And then they have a map, enter enter name here. Uh this is a map of the area, and we can look here for live data on where uh the internet might be down or networks might be down. Cell phones, phones, everybody likes to complain. If there's something going wrong, they will complain. And then it appears on this map. And we can look at it uh, over time. So if we go back to see if there were any outings yesterday or the day before and see where it goes. I like that idea. Okay. Uh, I think that's fine. Lou, what's your, just what's your tech? We don't have to do rolls all the time. You guys can take half, by the way. So um, uh, I've got two in tech, but my wits is like four and my intelligence okay. is three. Yeah, so I don't know if we've mentioned this, but taking half, it's like an, if it's not combat, we can do we can do this in here in like a situation. Like there's no pressure basically at this moment. So rather than rolling, you just cut your dice pool in half. So whatever you would do, comboing it, cut it in half. And if that number of successes is higher than than what the target would be, then you're good to go. Uh, so, uh, but I do keep the the difficulty secret. So it's a kind of up to you whether you want to take the risk on it. But but it's a way for the game to say like, hey, you're really good at this, so just yeah, yeah, so yeah, because yeah, yeah. nice. you're good at it, you don't even so have to roll. So, so would it be total... wits or would it be intelligence? 
I'm usually pretty. So, so the way I, I, I look at it is intelligence is knowledge accrued. Wits is application in the moment. That's kind of how uh, I usually so run it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, thank you for explaining that. So then that would be a total of six. So half would be about three. Um, yeah, I'll take the risk and say half. Okay. Uh, your, your hunch actually does pay off as you do see that there have been, uh, there have actually been, it's, this is an ISP, you're looking for internet outages, right? There does appear to be in a very narrow, uh, radius and it extends a little bit further away from, uh, from where the diner is at, uh, loss of IS, of ISP. Now you can see on the map that heading eastward from the diner, it's just open country. It's just open desert for a very long time. But you do see that it does seem like there were a couple spot, like these really small little tiny pinpoints because it's kind of scattered. Uh, it's, on a, it's, on a, it's on a particularly populated area, but you do see it starting westward. And what you notice is that it does seem to be kind of moving eastward because the diner is kind of the easternmost part, but you do see this swath of like random homes and stuff over the last 48 hours reporting outages. It does give you the sense that whatever this like static bubble was it likely happened like on the west side of the highway but then they moved across the highway for some reason um jacques duke i know that you guys don't like the tech but if you look at this map you have a better sense of the world outside and and the lay of the land um so you see it starting here and going down here where do you think it would have gone after that or is the direction is there anything there it's uh, more your area is that can I correlate that to anywhere like that I've yeah, been hunting with Isabel or or ranging about to try to get an idea of what's out there? I mean, you're you've been saying you've been hunting. You said downtown, like you said yeah, you're hunting yeah. gangsters and stuff downtown. Yeah, That's this yeah. is nowhere close. Um, I mean, Duke might really, have a map of something. Uh so you guys would know. Okay, if you want to look, I mean, like basic mapping is perfectly fine. Uh, so west of, so you guys are basically. South, so essentially southwest of there is Lake Pleasant, but that's a ways away, and none of the and none of the like the dots that Lou went that far, quite that far. Um, but the closest, probably the closest big cities, like biggest bigger cities, like Anthem, but does again nothing really seems to go that far. It does seem like there's just like it's a good place to hide a body. It just seems like open, empty places and a handful of like old ranch lands here and there, like just random stuff. It's the type of thing where like maybe you guys are so good with your sense and your smells and it's the type of thing if you got on foot and started tracking, you might be able to locate something more specifically. I don't hunt in those areas, but if we get out there, I'll see what I can find. And, you know, maybe you might want to want some, uh, some fries on the way back, maybe there, Josh? Yes, we can go check out the Burger King again. Uh, I've got no interest in conversing with prey any more than I have to. Eustace and Duke, we have a story to tell you while we oh, go yes, out there. Yes. We're going to go out there, right? We're going to oh, go out definitely. there? Shock shifts into a lupus and <laughs> walks out the door. <laughs> I just have this funny image in my mind of like, you know, the way a cat, you know, knocks a little toy mouse around of like Jacques with a, you know, big, not Big Mac, which one? I don't ever <laughs> eat fast food. <laughs> a whopper. A whopper, yeah. Just like Jacques <laughs> batting a whopper around there. Is it King Burger, Queen Burger? Is that not Burger King? Jacques or is applied it Royale for Deluxe a job. Or something? He applied for a job and did an interview with a 
woman who was quite smitten with our oh yes shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, just, he's just growling now louder and louder his tails crash oh i thought you went outside i thought you went outside he's got good <laughs> hearing he's out there growling he's like it was very cute i got some videos uh the video cassettes from the front of shop so we can watch it later Laura, man, you're a testament to the to the pack. That's uh, I can't imagine how much that was a discomfort to you, Jacques. So good on you. I'm sorry that it makes us laugh. So it really, it was so funny. It really is. <laughs> it's very good. Um, um with the oh god, but yeah, I can I can drive us out there if we need to. Okay. Yeah, Duke's car is also here. Um, with the black little asterisk that we just got can mm-hmm. do kind of look at it and see roll a cult yeah yeah because that seems absolutely. super occultish now that duke is absolutely appeared, I didn't know yeah yeah, yeah. uh what's your i mean you could check your pool again so like we can do a take yeah, half situation if you want uh or you can give it a roll is it Am around I up or down allowed to give uh, the help action great question i don't know off the top of my head. I mean, if she helps me, I get one dice, right? I think it rounds yeah. up. I, I have points in occult, so I can help you in theory if, if we're allowed. Rounding down for take half. Rounding down. Okay. In in helping gives just one dice, or they roll and then it's uh, she can take you, you can take an extra die in your pool from Okay, my, yeah. then it would be three, so I'll just take half. Okay. Uh so this okay. What you are what this probably reminds you of, uh well, the first thing it reminds you of Duke, and maybe you don't express this, maybe you do, it's up to you. It looks not unlike the stuff that mm-hmm. came down from the yeah. your, your your spirit and entered into the mm-hmm. bodies of your compatriots here. But secondly, it also it also does look like uh, it almost looks like like ash. Like something from something burned, something fire, like something used in maybe um kind of ritualized uh and, and sort of ritual you know, some sort of ritual to um, well, there's so many ways in which it can be used. You probably don't know its exact purpose, but it certainly, it certainly strikes you as, as coincidental maybe, or overly coincidental that it looks like, it looks just like the right. type of substance that was hovering around this thing. Yeah. It doesn't, um, and, you know, just playing around with it. It doesn't look like it, even though it looks possibly like kind of like pencil shavings, it's, you, you're, it's definitely not like you, you're touching your finger. You're not getting that kind of like lead, um, or the graphite kind of rub off. It doesn't look like something's been burned necessarily. And it's like the residue cause it's too black for that. Like that would be gray. So it's certainly some kind of, um, some kind of substance that, that has, uh, spiritual connections, ghostly connections. It's, it's nothing good. You're confident. Mm-hmm. Um, he will relay everything but the remnant like reminding him of what they ate he's not he's keeping that part to themselves i don't know how much of that they're aware of but and then he'll say wait what are we even doing here all i got a text was meet at this diner i'm a little confused (laughs) and why what's happening is there are uh, a bunch of dead humans in the, the, the diner, uh, like about 20. And do you remember sometimes some of us, we like to hang out at uh, Mad Maggie's uh, Magical Mysteries, Magpie that, Mysteries? Yeah, yeah. That stupid place. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Is They are legitimate. They have taught me so many things. And uh, yes, they, uh, one of their sisters uh, is is gone missing from there. 
Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I just have some good news for all of us that are a little bit older. I was out of Wait. town recently, and there was a werewolf older than all of us. I just got to say, things are looking good. What, what do you mean old? Like, I mean, people call us, like, decrepit. That guy was one foot oh, in the grave. I've do heard you call some me of decrepit? The, I would never say that to you, but oh, I've okay. heard some people call me that. Oh, well, that's just rude. Yeah, I thought, you know, being in your 50s was like the new 20s, but. Well, that's because you wear them hipster jeans. They're two sizes too small. Yeah, that's true. funny. <laughs> Skinny jeans. They just make my butt look good. What do you want from me? I, I mean, they do. I'll give you that. <laughs> so that's why it matters to us, because it's <laughs> Calypso's sister. Yes. Got it. Just wanted to make sure why I'm here. Okay. Well, that's glad to have you back. Yeah, thanks. Anyways, the stuff kind of sucks, so I'm glad we're running into it again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, concerning. It's mm-hmm. very concerning. Are we ready to go? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. So Lou will just like pop in a cigarette, sure. light it, and go, okay, I'm ready to drive us to the area now. I mean, my car's here, so I'm ready to drive myself to the area. That's you can good. join the pack. You're, you, you, what you, am I going to do with my car? You appreciate your alone time. You appreciate your alone time, don't you? We we won't hold it against you. Duke drives an old Bronco, for sure. Nice. You nice. know, so we Jacques is a... just sitting next to Duke's Bronco, <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> yeah. Are you in lupus form? Or are you just like yeah, sitting? Yeah, he's a wolf. Head. He's a wolf. No. <laughs> just like yeah. wagging his tail. Your so, uh, seats are about to get torn up. So uh, he's the old Bronco. Before. The old Bronco. And then the communal El Camino. Uh, because your your son has your car. We have a Camille El Camino for delivering bodies yes. places. Uh, you guys head out. All right. So you're specifically you're looking to essentially go out to like the area and just kind of and just use your is, is my mm-hmm. understanding correctly. You're just kind of going yep. out there and using your werewolf senses, running around, kind of seeing what you yep. can pick up. Okay. Uh, all right. So we'll say that you you head head north so again. It's about forty five minutes to an hour and a half away, depending on traffic. You get there. It's late at night, probably nine, ten, maybe eleven o'clock at night, and you start. Uh, we'll say you there is not many exits in the area. There's two, if you recall. There's kind of like the the exit that comes to the service road, and then with all the you know the Burger King and the other things, uh, and then there's one more north of that that's just more. Um, kind of industry or, or just local uh, local ranch homes and stuff. So we'll say that's maybe the one you pull over uh, and you kind of start scouting a bit. Um, does everyone go out into wolf into a various wolf forms and scouts around? Do you stay together? Do you split up? Like like what, what's what's the thought here? Walk me through this. I think we'd probably go off at least in and two different groups. You know, kind yeah. of. Uh, do a grid pattern out from the last location that we we figured it would start from and just do kind of a crisscrossing hundred yard splits. About to say the same thing. Grid search. Okay. Search and sniff. Okay. Yes. Uh so why don't we just do this? Let's just do a roll. Um you also can just take half if you prefer. Uh but we'll go with like a survival wits. Uh, so you can either take half or you can give it a rip. And I'm just going to kind of total up kind of like a skill challenge sort of thing just to see how long this basically takes you to pick something up of interest. Uh, so just give me and, give me your total successes. And so we started off with two, two rage. rage. 
Okay. And and audience bits were for... You can re-roll one die. Okay. Good deal. And you said um, survival wits? Uh, Survival wits, yeah. Uh, Not so good. I got three successes. That's pretty good to me. Yeah, three's Uh, pretty good. I mean, three three will will succeed on most tests, to be honest. Well, most of these types of tests, uh, I should say. And an audience to re-roll one. Because I'm only rolling three dice. So uh what what about what about if we get uh complete failure here? Well it's like it's a willpower and re-roll if you want. You can All right. I'll try that. Said, yeah. yeah. Get a seven, a seven, and a ten. I've got one ten. I'd really Very like nice. to get ten. Happen. I got two. Okay. Uh, two. All right. Well, yeah, it's pretty good. Wait, it's no, it's six is success. Six is a success. Yeah. Six oh, and three. There you go. I guy. mean, you guys complain. <laughs> I don't know why I just called you guy. That was really, <laughs> there you like, go, guy. He's been gone for like two weeks. I forgot his name. Uh, good job, again, you. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what did what you what, you person there? Uh, two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you all right. Person. Uh, I do that sometimes when I forget students' names. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> Bro? <laughs> What's going on, guy? Hey, you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. And I like, okay, like, hey, professor. And I'm just like, hey, student. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. It's a funny little joke, but it's really because I just don't remember your name. Uh, okay. All right. So y'all are... So a lot of you did, you guys did really great. So we'll say over the course of probably about two to three hours, you guys start running around uh, in whatever form that you that you want to be in. This um, this very large patch of ground, uh, a couple a couple square miles basically west of the seventeen, the, the interstate, um, in the direction of where Lou was kind of getting those strange uh, kind of signal outages here and there. And there's a few things you guys notice along the way. Uh, and I would say all of you did, did well enough to kind of pick on some, to, to, to pick up some things. Um, a few things you notice. So you notice that there's a lot of kind of odd wildlife behavior going around. It's, it's, it's nighttime, so there's not as much stuff out. Um, but a few times here and there, you do find that there are just patches of, dead birds on the ground just right there on the ground kind of makes no real sense they just seem to have just fallen now it's hot but you know birds are you these these types of birds desert birds are smart enough to find shelter so it's not like you see like big flocks of them like there's one or two maybe but a dozen laying on the ground you find other moments where there's like a kind of a string of of what looks like chewed upon critters like something's been been bit and ripped apart so you see things from lizards to snakes all of which have been like feasted on here and there um you see issues where like a like a like a, a swath of like flora like the cacti and various other desert grasses is just wilted or blackened and now maybe that happens over the course of a long period of time but like coupled with all this other stuff together it looks particularly strange and in the, in so the process of doing that yeah go ahead uh so when the grove like when everything was happening in the grove there was sort of that 
wilting, dying effect on the trees? Does this seem similar to what we experienced it's not, in the grove? It's definitely not a whole lot different. Yeah, it looks. It certainly looks 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 similar. It's in smaller okay, quantities. It's a little little bit more precise as opposed to the the, the large. Uh, but it yeah doesn't look doesn't look different. Um, okay. You you notice a, a few times like there's there's something strange about like the way the wind kind of gusts here and there, like everything just feels off. Like you guys, uh, you guys are Gary. You have this, this spiritual connection. There's just something about the area that just feels particularly off. And you also notice there's a handful of like ranch houses. Like these are small houses. Some of them are occupied. Some of them aren't. These aren't like really rich, like on the side of a mountain kind of houses. These are just like old shacks that maybe a handful of folks lights nowhere. You don't see any sign of electricity. There's a handful of like house lights here and there, but none of them are on. At one point, Jacques, you pick up a scent that is almost identical to what you smelled when you went inside the diner. That same kind of strange, corruptive odor mixed with blood, mixed with gore. And it leads you to a one of these one of these shacks and specifically. And you also notice on the ground nearby is another one of those patches of just birds you look at them, Jacques, you can see that they're not dead from sickness. They're all dead from like broken bones. You see like their heads are kind of cocked in such a way as if they ran into something. Uh, and they're all on the ground. But you do find a shack and you can tell wafting out of that is that same odor. It's it's fading just like it was with the diner. Like it's not there anymore, but some whatever was at the diner was here as well. And you can smell the scent of blood inside. So Jacques, let who who's searching with Jacques? Is it Duke? I'll say this: like you guys, you guys can pair up however you want. <laughs> but I will say, anytime you try to call each other in your cell phones, none of them work. Everyone <laughs> pull out your phone. This, this is going to st- shun you, but Jacques doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who tries to use, if, you, if any of you tries to use flashlights, don't work even. Like they, the battery kind of like it works, like the light flickers, but eventually it dies out. It's just. There's it's like a there's like a tech dead zone in the area. It seems like I am slowly dying. Even your Jacques car will, uh, was a little little fluttery. Jacques will will shift into glabro form and lose one point of rage. Um, but then he turns to Duke. The corrupted scent from the diner, that combination of worm and weaver and rot and corruption. Whatever was in the diner has been in this house too, but I think it's gone. But I think we should investigate. He'll nod, and uh, I imagine Duke has done something like this before. But there's some sort of howl or noise he makes to like alert the pack, and he will do that to get people to know where we are to kind of get them to start coming in our direction. Okay, I mean, you guys can howl, <laughs> like, like you guys. Yeah, are, I, I imagine he does something howl. specific though that they yeah. know it's him. Oh yeah, I yeah. guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and so. You kind of all of you kind of come from your your disparate directions, and um, let's see, who might this be? Uh, Eustace, actually, you're probably the furthest away, um, but you pick up a very kind of faint odor that's kind of venturing a little bit. It's almost you, you almost don't even get it, like you can bear. But with your three successes, like you can tell this. There's, it's like when a like when a perfume, you walk into a room after somebody, 
you know, just sprayed mm-hmm. on cologne or perfume. But because you're a Giru, it's like they sprayed it a couple days ago. It's not like they just sprayed it an hour ago. And you can tell. And used to, you hear the sounds of, of, of the very familiar howls from Duke, but you follow that little scent. And you see in the earth a giant hole. Um, it, it's kind of messy, and you can see that something has kind of crawled up out of it. It's not there anymore, but you can see the signs of someone kind of scraping or something kind of clawing or scraping along the dirt. Uh, it's very caked dirt here because of the heat, but you can see very clear kind of claw marks or finger marks of something pulling up out of that that dirty kind of hole in the ground. My knee-jerk reaction is like, does my insight make me feel like this is somebody clawing their way out of their own hastily yes. dug grave? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, I will rejoin with the others because I don't want to have combating howls or whatnot. But I'll, I'll give them a heads up that we've got a uh, somebody dug themselves up out of their own grave. Great. That is another thing on the list. Then. Okay. So we'll say you and so lure together. Um, we'll say Selena, Duke, Jacques. You're you, all, you. The three of you are at the shack. Eustace and Lou. You're at the grave. You kind of hear the distant howls. Um, so we'll, we'll go to Selena, Jacques and Duke. You're at this, you're at this, uh, shack. You got this terrible odor familiar and you've got these dead birds all around here and there. What did, what do you three want to do here? Selena sort of kind of puts her nose up in the air a bit. Um, and I'm wondering if I can use shadow sense, um, cause it's looking for supernatural elements. Okay. In the area. Um, does it define any specific supernatural elements? Uh, it just says uh, for supernatural elements or creatures in the area. Okay. Uh, other than your your pack mates, you don't sense any creatures immediately in the area. Uh, but like I've mentioned before, there is like a residue of it, kind of. Like you can yeah. tell okay. that something had passed through here. But there's nothing just making sure nobody's like watching us from the shadows or you know that kind of yeah you're pretty confident there's actually nothing inside at least of a supernatural variety and from your your natural senses not even a human variety there's nothing there's nothing inside that you can you can scent other than the fact that there might be a crime scene um but other than that yeah something was here but it isn't here now selena would want to look for uh kind of in the dirt to see if we can see something that looks like a truck and trailer may have been parked in this area. Okay. Uh, what's, what's your half. So I'll roll it over. You already rolled it. You're going to do anything. If you're looking at for that specifically, you do not find that. Um, there okay. is a dirt road. Like there, the, the, the roads that you kind of took, uh, when you kind of, when you got off the highway, it was paved for maybe half a mile, then kind of came to one of those ends. And then there was just desert, uh, but there mm-hmm. were some like satellite dirt roads that peeled off and they kind of ventured off into these different, these different properties. Uh, and so you followed one of those and that's kind of what this shack is on. And you can say you, you, you're, you're confident that there has not been a vehicle in this area recently. You don't see any track. Now there has been, you can tell there's been 
there's a couple boot prints and things and, 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 and footprints and things like that. So it looks like someone that has been here, but no one in a vehicle has been here. You're pretty confident that that 250 hasn't been here. Okay. Jacques will try the door. Jacques, uh, you're able to go inside. It's not even locked. You're able to just kind of push your way in. And you look around inside. It's dark, but your eyes are adjusting, obviously. And it's it's a it's a it's it's like an old home that's maybe like a single bedroom kind of kind of a adobe like house, and it's just no one's lived in here for a long time. And if they did, from what you can tell, it's it's more like a like a hangout. You see like graffiti and tagging on the walls and stuff like that here and there, and there is a coat of blood and viscera like you can see like tissue and skin hair much like what you saw when you went into the diner like no full limbs no nothing like that like a lot of blood has been expended here it's dried it's definitely older you can tell immediately like this likely predates the diner by a short period of time maybe a few hours maybe a day nothing probably longer than that uh so whatever whatever thing you saw passing into the diner likely stopped by here first as it worked its way east. Into. Yep. Yeah. Whatever hit the diner hit this place first. It moved from this area further east and then to the diner. So perhaps it is moving in that direction. At least we may have had something of its starting point or at least a point to start from. Maybe it was somewhere after here that I picked up the trailer because I don't see that there was a truck or a trailer here. So mm-hmm. maybe it left here and then went to find. Yeah, or maybe it maybe it took the trailer, the truck and trailer from the diner. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was all had been parked there from with one of the customers and it just took it because it was know. opportune. Yeah, it seems I like we're going the wrong way. But at least we now know where it at least we know that it started from here and moved that direction so we can track it from the diner instead of tracking it back. Right. And with the like blood and viscera everywhere, does it look like someone was killed here or like this is like maybe the result of someone transforming into something, if that makes sense? Right. There's enough blood here that if it all came from a single person, they there's no way a, a normal human person could survive this much blood loss. Like it's it's that much. Okay. But if other than not, the blood and the viscera, is there is there any like clothes or like anything that might have identified who was here? Yeah, you do notice that there are uh, there are little like sleeping mats here and there you get the sense that this was probably like a crash pad for like like you know vagrants and such that might have been coming through here and there um you do see like there's little setups of like old coolers and things maybe where they like they kind of put food in or put and they stored some stuff in uh nothing that would suggest like any sort of identifiable um there are but it does look like there were people here as there are packs of things so likely looks like a Unfortunately, they just happened to be crashing here at the wrong time. And when we um, like exit, do we see Prince going towards the diner or in that direction? Yeah, for a little ways, for a little while. I mean, it's been a couple of days and it's faded, but you can certainly tell like 
as you start tracking it out, it does seem like someone has sort of ventured down this dirt road a ways okay. and maybe even taken a more direct path or so. And are yeah, they human seem... or are they wolf-like yeah. or no, no, they're, they're, they're human. You see, um, like barefoot or in shoes or yeah. I'll say that you guys with your roles, you get about 12 or so. You notice immediately coming out of the diner and probably for maybe 10, 20 feet or so, the ground has barefoot. Uh, you can see like discoloration in the dirt road where likely some blood that was on the sole of the foot has dried over top. You would say the size is not probably particularly large. Uh, it's probably not a very large foot, but it's a human foot for sure. Um, definitely something's up with the gait a little bit, uh, but you can tell that they are certainly smaller. Um, either a young, maybe a young man, maybe uh, a woman, that kind of size. Like it's not like a, a giant, like NBA sized foot or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw boot prints farther out. Yeah. So, I mean, but again, there's, there's people, This you can tell yeah. this place has been a, people have come and gone. Yeah. And then yeah. you said that, and then we see the prints for a while and then they disappear, right? Yeah. And eventually they kind of fade out. Like you imagine that like the blood dries off or, or whatever happens. Or, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But it definitely does. It is heading eastward. Like you're, you're yeah. getting that. You guys are right now west of the diner on the other side of the highway, and the and like it's heading in that direction. So, mm. so Duke, we we want to figure out where this thing came from. So we should go further to the west, right? Yeah, its history. It makes sense, but we can do that. But we also need to figure out what, where it went from the diner, and if the only thing we have is this truck, that's not a very good lead. Maybe we should see if. I hate to say it, maybe we should use Lou's method and see if there's any other outages heading east from the diner. Don't tell her I said that. Well, just, you know, just like Condescender, say she was wrong making us go this direction and that we need to relook at it and then come this way. You know what I mean? Like, just downplay it a oh, bit. Don't make it sound like technology's rules. You yeah. too. I think the new kids goodness. call us like gaslighting. I think that's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, She's embracing it. <laughs> <laughs> the <Wow>. older generation. <laughs> I think um, you, uh, Duke, I think you missed a little bit of the nuance yeah, of, of timeless. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Eustace and Lou, would you have lingered at that, that, that grave site that, and it's I, not marked, I, there's no marking at all or anything. I gotta say maybe staying in wolf form. I mean, if you're digging yourself up out of a grave, there's a decent chance something's going to fall out of your pocket something like that. Maybe any little thing to help yeah. identify the person. Well, yes, let's, um, I would like to invest, I know that they just wailed and, and cried for us, but they can, they can wait a moment. They can wait a moment. Um, and Lou is in Hamid form right now. She's been traveling in lupus form, but she's got like a little dog backpack she wears. Uh, a little happier than Jacques does when he wears, uh, is forced into some of the outfits that uh, she has <laughs> <laughs> on the ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but she'll she'll be in more Hamid form and she's going to just put her hand over where we're seeing those uh, dig marks to see if it's sure. human sized or if there's like clawed points in it like what comparison human sized in terms of its dispersion for sure uh, you don't I mean 
I mean, I guess there's probably not enough to go on for you to determine claw size, but it did dig directly into hard caked desert ground. And so if there's no claws, it's at least significant strength. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that they crawled up out of a grave to begin with suggests supernatural something. Uh, so. so something's like Buffy's a vampire slayer. Got it. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, let me just see about, um, can I, uh, I guess, investigate, like, if they've dug themselves out of the grave, is there anything in the grave to pull out? And can I just investigate that area really quickly? I will tell you this, that there is a suspicious lack of anything around here. As if someone maybe wanted to bury something that wouldn't be found. There's no uh, identifiable okay. equipment. They no might have been naked. Eustace or they, they were na- buried naked, very likely. All right. Uh, but they uh, appear human, but also they can dig into hard ground, so mm, supernatural. Oh, maybe this is one of those uh, shovel party sort of situations. I don't know that term. <laughs> you know, you whenever a bunch of vampires, they go and they get some new guy, they turn him, throw him in a grave, do themselves up. <laughs> okay, it's well, party, you know, it's, you you don't really is... expect them to last long. Okay. Well, I guess maybe, but it does think that they were outside. Do we know if they were outside during uh, daylight? We... Uh, I mean, you know from the security footage, and the, yeah. the attack on the diner happened in the morning. Was that yeah? A okay. Is it... okay. Yeah. Okay. That's. I just couldn't remember exactly which. Um. So. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't uh, seen a whole lot of like self, you know, you know, release corpse. Did I don't know the investigative term for it when somebody digs themselves out. Uh, I think the uh, investigative term is fucked up. Um, so, <laughs> man, you're a good detective. Uh, thank you. I, I I've studied hard to be this good. Um, <laughs> I've stolen a lot of textbooks and written myself a lot of certificates. Uh, That's fantastic. I know, right? <laughs> uh, let's yeah. okay. Let's go back to the others. I think we need to keep moving. It looks like they were going in that direction from the okay. claw marks. So we'll say. A little while later, you all, through your very careful and very particular howling and crying and wailing, <laughs> group up once more. So the five of you together, again, we'll say maybe even near the car, uh, whatever, however you want to do it. So you're back together. We'll assume you share your information. And so then what's the pack's plan next? It's uh, not quite midnight. Just about. Noses to the east. So tell me again what exactly you want me to do and why. Uh, so pretty, no, I, I got this. Don't worry. Theory. I think uh, what happened was. <laughs> yes, I'm listening. Yes. Uh, you fucked up and sent us the wrong oh, way. Oh, did I? So I want to look I? at the map for myself since we figured out we need to go east of the diner instead of west. See, and... I don't know. Oh, is that too well? All right. Yes, I he tries will to like man. pull it up on like his old green Nokia phone screen, and like it doesn't even have internet. He's just like randomly pressing. What's that way? Is that not going to work? So, using using your phones right now, it's you're, you're like now that you are kind of away from that like little swath of of ground, you're a little bit further north, like a like a little like a like a full highway exit north. 
your stuff does work again. It's a little spotty here and there. You are getting some signal, uh, but the signal does seem to be very weak. Um, and that's any kind of signal, whether it's cellular, internet, phone, whatever. Uh, but you check the map again, you check that outage again, and, and the like there's there's just wilderness to these. It's just desert. Uh, so everything east is just desert. So like you're not even seeing anything pop up just because it's like a blank spot. And this this is uh, this is pretty common in, in Arizona. There's like huge chunks is of nothing. We're going to either have to hack into the government satellites that creep on this area without us knowing, or we are going to have to just manually search there. We just go wolf and follow our yeah, nurses, right? That seems a lot easier. <laughs> uh, yes. And in this moment, I don't know that my skills are good enough for that. But your skills got us here because we wouldn't have been here. Yeah, I mean, this without. isn't the right place, well, but they got us. Yeah, we're I here. I think it was needed to find us quite a lot of information, and we found the graves that they made. We need to go to, like, the present, not the past, but it's okay. Jacques, well, it's to start somewhere. Okay, puts Mr. One, who studies one hand on Lou's shoulder. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Thank you. That was helpful. You're welcome, Jacques. I hold on to one of the dog backpacks for you. Mm. <laughs> he just drops out of it. He's naked. I mean, he's he's in his naked glabro form at the moment, but uh, he looks up, lets out a howl at the moon, and then will drop into hispo form and and start using his nose to lead okay. to lead on. If I if I survive this rage check, I did pick up. Okay, I'm good, and I picked up two rage from while howling at the moon. So okay. I'm at three. Lupus don't forget, you guys can start punching each other. And stuff like That's that, true. psyching yourself. Yeah. I don't need to do that. Way. Thank you, Lupus yeah. and Howl at the Moon. It is I mean, awesome. would it make more sense for us to it's drive to the diner and get closer? Like, how far is this diner? You said it's forty-five minutes. We're going to start all the way forty-five minutes away, and then. Oh uh, no, 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 no! You've gotten pretty close to the diner. Okay, you're so like we're a, You're just a highway start... exit north. Okay, That's all. Cool. Yeah, you're not that far away. Okay, so if you you using the diner as sort of like the grounds, or or close to the diner, obviously, um, and and trying to track on out. We'll assume you do whatever you can not to be observed by any kind of cops, cars that might still be there, even though it's midnight. You're not sure if there's anyone really there watching the scene. So you you start venturing out eastward. Uh, Jacques, you said you're taking the lead in like your your hispo form. Is that, is yep. that I hear that right? Okay. Correct. Uh, what's your survival wits? Survival wits and the plus two physical dice for a hispo give me six dice, so half is three. Okay, that's that's fine. I'll say one thing you notice, um, you, you start kind of venturing kind of northeastwardly a little bit, is that you you kind of pick up on that same trail, that that corruptive scent. All of you feel as you're following Jacques, your if you if you're in if you're in a wolf form, you feel your mm -hmm. fur mm -hmm. kind of stand on end, almost like like a static electricity charge is kind of coursing all the way down your coats. Those of you who are in some sort of homid or glabro form, like you can feel it wherever your hair is. Like you, it's just it's palpable. It's in the air. There's also this horrific scent that is just assaulting your 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 senses. Uh, so any of you that are in uh, like a supernatural form or in a wolf form, it's it's even worse. Like your eyes are watering, and like every now and then you're kind of sneezing a bit just to try to clear the nostrils. Jacques, you find uh, that 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 scent, the scent of death becomes very palpable and you can track it and follow it for a bit. And you see 
that there is on the ground this um, looks like a stray cat and it's been gnawed upon and then handful of feet after that another stray cat handful of feet how big are the yeah good how big are the bite marks i mean it's look like human bite marks or no most certainly not most certainly not but at the same time it doesn't look like werewolf you don't see like the sharp tearing of teeth mm-hmm. uh it, it, it there's a like first glance i would say for all of you first glance this you probably wouldn't be able to write because I would say all of you could probably recognize like a wolf bite or a dog bite to some degree. It doesn't look like that. looks like something different. But it look it, like a vampire bite? I'd recognize no, that. that. You would okay. recognize that too. I, I would say all of you probably at some point maybe have had, a, had a, <laughs> an encounter that way. But no, it doesn't look like it's been fanged. Um, but there's just it's something kind of an odd, it's just sort of an odd shape. So something you probably wouldn't, nothing, nothing that kind of screams out at you immediately. But you start kind of like finding this like ser- like almost like a trail of dead bodies. And they're like stray cats. There's like desert lizards, rattlesnake or two, like all of these different disparate animals that you can see are um, are just kind of being gnawed upon. Well, so, and, I mean, does it look like they're being fed on or just like bit and like just left dead? Do you, let's see, you can make a... Uh, well, you can make. I mean, how would you? How would Jacques try to determine that? Like, I mean, he if, would if probably. He, I mean, you know, he's a he's a he he's a predator. He knows what it looks like. You know, if if, so, if something is like killing killing something in its territory to kill it because it shouldn't be in its territory versus killing for food. I mean, he'd look for you know whether or not the organs were eaten. You know, you know the 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 life sustaining stuff or whether or not it was just like torn open and left. Okay, I will tell you with your survival. We'll just roll over your survival because I think that would probably still apply. Um, it looks like they've been partially fed upon. You see, like a lot of the tissues missing, a lot of the meat is missing. It's not like it's drained completely of blood. It, it looks like they're like the carcasses. It's like someone has ha- have has have eaten half of it and then just left the other half, maybe getting distracted by a new thing. Mm-hmm. 20 30 feet away chasing after this and chasing after that that kind of thing so yeah one other question does it look like i mean is is the tracks changing so that it's like scenting something and hunting it down and killing it or is it just killing things that come across its path as it moves in a singular direction it looks it looks more like it's kind of like this sporadic oh saw something chases after it gnaws it saw something chase after it not and yeah. that, but it's all kind of in the vague same sort of area but it, it does seem like there's this erraticness to it is Ooh, squirrel yummy squirrel. eating mm-hmm. the Very same much like that, yeah. part every time like is it always eating mm-hmm. the liver no, no? It, okay. it doesn't look like that no you see um i'll say this too jacques as you as you, as you guys kind of find dozens of these small small critters larger critters reptiles mammal it doesn't matter like anything it's then jacques that you you catch a the, again, that smell of of death, but you, f- you that, that kind of that worm scent, that corruption that you're familiar with, that the same kind of corruption that was uh, at your at your sept, and you see on kind of down this swale, you kind of go down this little uh, this little slope. You can see there's these two large shadowy figures, uh, very large, uh, that and they're they're like creatures of some kind. And when you get a little closer, you realize, uh, and I'm going to assume that you have decent stealth and there's no real reason to roll it just yet. You can tell that they are just horses. And from a distance, like 
they're standing, they're quite large. Um, there's not a ton of light coming down. The sky actually looks very, very dim for some reason. The lights, the stars look dim, the moon, the sliver of the moon looks dim. Everything kind of looks a little dimmer. And you can, you can just see that their heads are kind of down. You're not sure if they're like drinking from something or, or whatever it might be or chewing on grass or whatever, but you see these two big creatures. Uh, he wants, to, I try to move in closer, um, you know, uh, upwind from them so they wouldn't catch my scent uh, and try to see what it is that they're drinking or sniffing and try to get an, a sense of whether or not they seem unnaturally calm or if they are just relaxed and where they're at. Uh, go ahead and this time you're going to, since you're going to try to get a closer roll of stealth, uh, and it's going to be contested against their, uh, their awareness. Stealth decks. Uh, that works, yeah. If Selena's running with, can uh, Selena do another uh, Shadow Sense? Uh, yeah. Does that require a roll, or is that just, like, passive? It's a Wit's Wisdom. Go ahead and roll it. Yeah, it's a it's a willpower spend. Ah, crap on a cracker. Uh, I got uh, a 10, three nines, and a 7. Which is five successes, but I got two twos on my rage dice, oh, so I got a brutal. No. Yeah, okay. so that that uh, that sucks. Okay, so the good news is that you're able to get extraordinarily close. This is all going to happen at once. You can get very very close to them. You get up, and you see uh, when you're maybe ten feet away. Uh, Selena, you're getting a little closer. You're trying to reach out with your sense. Would you roll on that? How'd you do? Uh, I'm sorry. It took me a second to realize what wisdom was. Uh, once again, it's one of the renowned. Yeah. Um, so all of these dice I'm rolling are rage dice. And I rolled an eight, a five, a one and a two. Oh, brutal as well. <laughs> what okay. is happening? We're falling <laughs> apart. Go eat the horses. So Selena and Jacques, both of you, I'm going to say both because of your, you're both sensing and doing something. I'm going to say you're getting a little bit out in front of everybody else. You're both creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And Jacques, you get really, really close, close enough that you can see that on the ground in front of, in front of you, there is the body of what looks like a coyote, maybe. And, you can see these two horses are just gnawing and ripping it apart. And you can see that they have these massive sores in the sides of their ribs, backs of their necks. They look sickly and sunburnt. And I'm going to say the brutal result is that there is instinctively, you see a, it's a coyote is not quite the same thing, but at the same time, right. maybe instinct. And there's this, there's this growl that just comes out of shock and that's going to alert them. And not only that, as they turn and look, their eyes wild, like this kind of orange, kind of reddish glow to them in some ways. And one of them sees Selena. One of them charges at Selena, who's like kind of coming down after. And the other one's going to charge at Jacques. Uh, so we're going to go. We're going to go into combat. We're going to we're going to go into sort of okay. we're gonna track. Okay. We're going to well, track. That this went here. well. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. See, that's the yeah. flip side yeah, yeah. of becoming moon riled and howling at the moon and getting yeah, you guys extra are crazy. rage dice. Yep. And that's yep. everything you're rolling then is rage dice. Yep. It's <laughs> okay. pretty risky. So uh right now I'm gonna say that uh for 
for sake of sake of proximity, Selena, you're essentially in close enough to melee with one of these horses. Jacques, you're in close enough to melee with one of these horses. Uh, I'll say Eustace, Lou, Duke, you're further away. Uh, so so if you've forgotten, just tell me what you're doing. And then order is based upon like proximity. So if like Selena and Jacques are, are meleeing, they're going to go first because they're already kind of locked in. If anybody else is trying to move into melee and fight, then they would come later in the, in the order. So, uh, so yeah, we'll just, let me just do, let me just do around the, the horn here. Eustace, what would you be doing? I assume like speeding up, maybe switching into, um, let's say it's, uh, his bow. Gotcha. Get a little bit faster pace. Okay. One thing that we were doing wrong before that we should get right. If you perform a shape shifting, uh, if you perform mm-hmm. shape shifting in combat, um, in a minor action, just keep this in mind. If, if you're not performing a minor action, it's fine. Like the gift would get like a, a minus two, minus two penalty. So just there are sometimes if you're shifting in the mm-hmm. same, the same round, you could get a penalty oh, okay, d- yeah. depending on what you're doing. Not everything you do, just some things. So I just want to make sure I wanted to call it out. So you're going to shift and then you're going to charge in and just, yeah, not actually taking an action, but that basically is my action is like to be doing the shifting and moving in because I'm a distance away. Well, it's still a minor action. It's still like, like shifting is a minor action. So you can actually, you know, charge in if you want. That's totally fine. Okay. Maybe you just charge in and you don't get a fight, get a get a fight off or anything. Okay. Selena, you've got one of these, these, horses with these kind of orange like this these strange kind of orange reddish flecks kind of almost glowing floating around the dim light from the star and the moon above kind of reflecting off of it it's got this wild crazy look it's dripping from its chin from these 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 teeth you can see that are covered in blood little chunks of fur from the coyote kind of dripping down from its mouth selena what are you doing uh selena wants to try to do a hare's leap and see if she can just kind of close the distance and just pounce on this thing. Okay, and you're already in a form. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Duke, what are you doing? Uh, Duke wants to try something. How far is Duke away? Is he? Can he get like close-ish? He doesn't want to be like you can get close-ish. Him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can get close-ish. Um, Duke would like to use his gift stare down, which causes animals and humans. To move out of the way. I want to try and basically like get them to submit to Duke. Okay. All right. So you're going to move up and then you're going to use your gift. Uh, Lou, what are you up to? Uh, Lou is going to go into Hispo form and also move up uh, same as Eustace pretty much. Okay. So Eustace, Lou are kind of going together. Duke's going to do his own thing with the gift. Selena is going to hop into the fight with one of these horses and then Jacques, what are you up to? Jacques is going to leap at the throat of the horse creature that's charging him and try to tear it out with his teeth. Why do you guys want to keep eating all the corrupt stuff? I just want to eat it. He wants to tear his throat out. <laughs> yeah, what's going to be in your mouth? Right? Uh, you know. <laughs> Why do they? A werewolf who's like, don't put icky things in your mouth. <laughs> uh, I wear skinny jeans. Stop it. <laughs> okay. The green mother uh, gave us these teeth to rip the souls out of the corrupt. <laughs> we'll start then with already in melee. I'm going to treat Selena and Jacques as effective as already be in melee. So Selena, I'm, again, I'm just going around. You're on one. Go ahead. It's going to be contested. Obviously, this is this is melee. So you're rolling. I'm rolling. Roll your pool. 
And these do have a stat pool. So let me see. Okay, so I got uh, two successes on my hair's leap to kind of close the distance. You don't have to actually close the distance. You were, like I was saying, you were close enough that you're already... So does Hera's Leap actually give you a bonus in combat or anything like that? Uh, no. All right, so that's the case you might want to hold on to. Did you have to spend, like, willpower or rage for that? Yeah, it's a rage check. Okay, then it it was this... It's the same three dice, because if I'm rolling strength brawl, it's the same three dice. Uh, So still an an eight and a nine. Okay. Uh, So an eight, eight and nine, so... Well, if you're in, if you're in hispo form, you get two extra dice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And let me yeah let me know your total successes. Okay. Um, I got a ten, so three successes. Three successes. You come charging in. This thing comes charging at you. Your claws, your 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 teeth, they're all bared. You're you're slashing away at this thing, but with a surprising amount of ferocity and a lack of desire to not get hurt, this horse just burrows, like just barrels over top of you and just kind of hip checks you, stomps on you a little bit. And effectively it was even Steven. So like, uh, like you Mm, said, three successes, three successes. So it's just kind of like this pass where you kind of just do this joust maneuver as you slash and kick and, and slash and kind of turn around at a certain point. Um, let's see. Uh, who is next? Oh yeah, sorry, Jacques. You were you were also leaping in uh, yep. on the one that you're on. So I've got four strength, four brawl, and two for his bow. So ten dice. Okay, I'm going to see if I get a crit. I did. I got a crit. Okay, and I got a brutal. Oh, nice. One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven successes, and a brutal. Okay, so which I think adds two additional, so nine successes. That's two, so nine. Uh, Difficulty three. This is going to do six points of damage. You ran through the underside of its neck, and you just send its throat flying off to the side. You see chunks of fur matted down by saliva and blood empty out and start falling to the ground from where it was gnawing uh, on this coyote, and. It doesn't even seem to like register the pain as you see it just rear back. You see a spurt of blood and it stomps this hooves back down. It misses you as you're able to dance slightly out of the side uh, as that was actually not enough to take it out in one shot. Crikey. Okay. Um, then Eustace and Lou, the two of you charge, possibly shift. Uh, and so now on the next turn... Uh, you're able to sort of do what you do what you like, Duke. You're going in. You're trying to stare them down, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is there a role for this? There is a role. Okay. What's the What's the role? The role for me is charisma, honor versus composure, resilience. Is that what Arius? Resolve. Resolve. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and give it a roll. Okay. Let me see. I will re-roll three. Okay, three successes. Okay. Uh, So you see as you kind of stare out, you can see the one on Jacques. 
you see it just as it stomps and stomps, just trying to to use its hose to just come down and crush Jacques. Just gore pouring out of its throat. And then suddenly it just stops. Now, at the same time, Duke, as you're reaching out Crocodile Dundee style, kind of staring at it, kind of holding a hand out, you see its eyes, this orange-red kind of glow in it. You feel your eyes begin to burn, like burn like someone's setting them on fire not as if someone has put like a tiny little drop of something into them but they they feel like they're like they've been lit on fire your eyes begin to water and pour down your cheeks uh go ahead and you're going to take a point of superficial health damage uh but your stare down does take effect okay Uh, is it just on one of them or on both uh it's just going to be on one okay yeah we're gonna call it on one yeah Okay. Mister, like, don't put it in your mouth because it's bad for you. Is the one that put it in your eyes, staring it down. <laughs> so now we've got we've got Duke is is managed to kind of keep one of them to the point where it's 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 stopped. It's there. It's like teeing itself up for you, Jacques. You're in melee with it. Still, Eustace and Lou, you can now pick your pick your poison, pick what you want to do, uh, and I'll call it out. So, Eustace, where do you want to head? This. Jumping at the one closest to me and get my maw around its throat and try and pull it down. Okay. Uh, so we'll 50-50 it. We'll say uh, it's next to uh, Selena. Okay. So so Eustace and Selena will be on one. Lou, what do you want to do since you were the new, new entry point here? Uh, Lou kind of sees everybody more or less going for the throat, um, is going to go to the side to see if they can avoid getting smushed to death. Sure. Uh, and just like grabbing the, the torso of the horse with their wolf nails and just digging them all the way down. Okay. Uh, is there a particular one you prefer? Do you want to go after the one that Jacques has already attacked and Duke seems to have kind of calmed at least temporarily? Or do you want to go after the one that Selena and Eustace are on? Not the common one, no. He wants the one that is uh, still fighting back. Okay, fantastic. So uh, let's start with that one that's got three on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Who wants to make the first attack? I can... I'll say Selena, maybe, since you're already there. Actually, you were probably mm-hmm. in there first. So go ahead, Selena. Okay. Give your roll. Over time, its really defenses are essentially going to be first. diminished. So the last person to go is going to have an easier time of hitting it than the first person. Just the way like the kind of defense works. Mm. Uh, three successes, seven, eight, nine. Okay, same thing. The and two I got of a, you are just I got a two and a rage dice. So, but I don't have a pair fine. of them. As long as it's not a pair, you're fine. All right. Yeah. Uh, so effectively, like the same thing effectively happens is that you are continuing to just get kind of pushed around by this thing you scrape into it and but most of the damage you're doing is relatively superficial it doesn't really seem to be registering to the point where it's slowing it down or stopping it or anything in that manner you're not ripping it apart uh eustace or lou who wants to go next uh, sure go for okay. it yeah I've... all not right go a lot for of it dice rolls. okay so i will two for that and Melissa, did you add your extra dice for your form? Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. Okay, yep, so one, two, three, four, five, six successes and brutal. 
Okay. Yes. Plus two, right? Plus two. I was with the. Okay. And it's I'll do be doing the ag bite. Okay, so it's so so what's what's the total success in your pool? Uh, six six successes. Okay. Out of so eight dice pool. Okay. All of them were successes the except for the two ones, which are then a brutal. Okay. So eight successes. All right, oh, so it's going to be down. Successes. Oh. Yeah, so the difference is going to be the difference will be six as it had two, mm. uh, and so you do so. Uh, so describe how you rip through. You're not going to kill it in one shot, but you are much like Jacques, tearing it like to stretch, ripping huge chunks off of it, even though it's still functional. Like any normal horse would be just dead from this. So what does yeah. Eustace do? It's mostly just like it's you know he's shifting into the larger wolf form, leaping into it, and just throwing his full weight into it to basically shoulder tackle it almost while his maw is in its throat just trying to pin it to the ground as best as possible trying to prevent it from doing any harm to his pack okay and just do the thing where you've got your mouth around the neck and just mm-hmm. ripping I mean, it like back you're, and forth i'm gonna say you're like dr- almost dragging it to the ground but the thing is just so huge and so determined mm-hmm. that it's not quite falling on its side but you can feel it kind of starting to shudder as if it's about to give out as if its legs those those kind of slender horse yeah. legs are starting to shake like almost dropping my once I've got the hooks in, just like dropping my body weight toward if it wants to do anything, I'm just latched on. Absolutely. Uh, and then Lou, you get the last attack here. Well, this is going to be underwhelming. So uh, my strength is one, and then <laughs> this is why I don't for- attack. <laughs> yes, I mean, I lament in my brain about not having something to investigate uh, <laughs> to, to to avoid this embarrassment. Um, and then we've got two for the uh, non-stealth physical test from oh, the hispo no. form, sure. uh, which means the two rage dice and the one little strength dice. Do you have yeah. brawl or anything? No. <laughs> no, so maybe, important maybe an XP spend. <laughs> what? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, this is that you are going last, so it has yeah. some of its defense pools gone away. That two hits. I got a 10 and a 7. Yay. So Lou, as Eustace is pulling it down, Selena, you're kind of underneath it. I'm you're doing that kind of dog thing where they like <laughs> dig into the ground. <laughs> and, and as you reach up, Lou, you kind of tear your claws or whatever into the side you can kind of grip onto his ribs and you just sort of rip the rib cage completely free and you just see this explosion of inner organs just wrench free flop to the ground and the carcass of this this horse falls eustace you can feel the legs finally give out selena you dive out of the way of it i'm going to turn over to Duke and Jacques. Uh, both of you can go in whatever order you want. Jacques, it does seem that whatever Duke did has calmed it, but you can see it's still just pouring that blood out of its neck. So the two I you think guys Jacques, do. I think Jacques would see it calm. And then you see this 250-pound wolf launch itself up from underneath this thing's head and almost like a great white shark his jaws just almost distend open and he's just going to grab his whole skull and his teeth and crush it beautiful roll roll your check uh, i'm sure you're good uh but roll Let's it anyway see. just to roll be sure to crush sure you don't get crushing the head of the skull a little eight eight ten. i mean he shouldn't defend against it because he's like Seven submitting eight, eight six one two um, three four five. Does that uh, say he's six, not seven. allowed to defend itself? 
Um, I mean, it just says that he... It's not attacking back necessarily, but I, I don't... It says averting their eyes or if not outright groveling. So they're kind of like defenseless. But mm, yeah, I, I mean, it probably so. doesn't matter with his <laughs> attacks anyways. Yeah, I mean, he's going to hit anyway, but like, I don't, I want to, I want to set a precedent. I don't want to set a precedent that that's just going to mm -hmm. be a hypnotist, hypnotize why everyone else can just like rake through it without it yeah. like instinctively. Like that's, that's a little, that's a little OP. Okay. Uh, Jacques, how'd you do? Seven successes with the plus one <laughs> ag on bite for a total of eight damage. <laughs> or just, minus defense. The head just crunches and implodes. You just feel this like disgustingly foul blood taste just course down your throat. <laughs> you let it go, it falls to the ground. All of you are near one of these corpses at this point, and you can see it kind of like they're all just laying there, blood oozing out. And as you're watching, there's a small little rumble in the car in the carcass itself, like this little wave, and you see exploding out from it, not unlike which you saw from the tower in that small little soundboard, you see this lengthy, almost like a large snake, a couple of them actually, these, these kind of black filament tendrils just explode outward from it in a, a, a series of gore as they're, they both get a death surge uh, and they both get one final surge. Um, so Lou, okay. Um, <laughs> Lou, roll a, roll a brawl or a melee, whatever you prefer. A zero or a zero, what would you like? <laughs> Gotta roll yeah, that, uh, that is a zero or a zero, so uh, I fail, <laughs> I guess. Okay. I mean, like, did you roll it? Did you roll it? I, no, I have I have zero in brawl and I have zero in melee. You get, you get to add your strength. But you add your roll strength. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, so you're I get add your strength too. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So and your hispo I'm, form, so you get you get yeah, three dice in total. So it's, it's three that you had before. Uh, oh, okay, well then I have a ten and an eight. Okay, uh, ten and an eight. Okay, uh, that is not enough. Uh, as <laughs> and you are going to the, take on the on the rage dice. Doesn't matter. You need a pair. Yeah, you need a pair. Okay, you can if you want. Spend a willpower to re-roll that. Actually, no, you can't re-roll a, a rage. Sorry. No. Oh, no, two on a rage die, right? Or on yeah. a... Okay, on a brutal. Okay. Uh, all right. You are going to take three points of damage as all of you mm -hmm. watch as erupting out, or those of you nearby, watch as this sort of filament tendril erupts and then crashes into the side of Lou and just falls apart into these tiny little kind of black filaments and it just cuts and, and sort of sort of just like a rapid fire, like kind of machine gun quality uh, as it tears through parts of your skin. Uh, so three points, ag damage. Uh, Ooh, aggravated Oh, I was just going to ask. And the gore in the area is not uh, insignificant as the, when this is done, the horse is barely recognizable. Jacques, you're the one in melee, so I don't think it makes sense to go after Duke, so it's going to go after mm -hmm. you instead. So go ahead and roll brawler melee. Um... Is this a yeah? Go ahead and roll a brawler or melee versus this. You probably are fine knowing your dice pool. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm well, pretty sure I'm fine. It's a crit nine, nine, You're good, eight. You're good, You're good at three. <laughs> <Yep>. Okay, <laughs> so another one of these things erupts out, but you manage Jacques, to dodge out of the way, and it just sort of lifts up and then eventually 
in the air while arcing through it just f- kind of flutters apart almost like like it's just kind of dust in the wind basically and then it dissipates uh and all of you look down you look and you can see that these these horses are are barely horse horses left like they're just just almost like they exploded and that's oh, similar definitely. to like the gore we saw like you know the body the like diner seen, and yeah, the in the, and shack, the house right like it's similar looks to a little that. similar yeah yeah looks a little similar now that we've definitely. seen this corruption can we get a better like since we're in hispo form can we scent and try to more clearly define or use a cult to more clearly define what this infestation is uh i would say you all would be pretty confident at this point that there is some sort of uh extremely powerful bane at work here um whatever it was that came up out of the ground things don't just come up from a grave on their own they come up because they are kind of empowered by something else uh so it does look like there is some kind of um, very powerful bane coming through the area and like infecting flora and fauna and like leaving it in its wake the uh the what's curious what kind of doesn't really align as much is this this tech thing kind of going on and how like the signals seem to be kind of fluctuating that's the only thing that probably feels a little bit a little bit odd like viscera something kind of infecting bodies and exploding honestly that's not the most uncommon thing in the world but but coupled with this other thing it's sort of a weird combo Selena would sort of wipe her off all of the kind of viscera and everything that was on her and she'll kind of go over to Lou and be like, Oh, you you, Lou, you really tried to get in there. You 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 I, did Lou has swapped back to the hominid form and is just lying pathetically on the ground, not wanting to get up very dramatically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jock goes over and licks her face. Doesn't help at all, but <laughs> I regret my life decisions. I need uh, I need to actually get a gun so I can stay far away from this next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna double Touch. check the ag damage. I may be wrong on that. Let me look that up. Uh, and and I'll try I'll try Mother's Touch <clears throat> either way while that's happening. Just well, to I appreciate you when I lie here pathetically. Take care of that. All right, so it's ints, which is three plus glory, which is currently only one. So I'm still rolling all rage. So let's see how this goes. Just bites her. Right? Uh, I'm going to spend an audience. Okay, good news. It was it was superficial damage as it's just plus two damage. Like the specific ability is just plus two damage. And its attack that it its normal attack is is an aggravated damage, and so it's just going to boost the the existing damage. So it is just it is just superficial damage. So three superficial okay. damage. Three superficial right. damage. Yeah. Okay. I, Which uh, you can potentially heal away pretty easily with werewolf regeneration. Spent an audience to try to reroll uh, and didn't do very well with that. So it's two. So you definitely feel better. So Selena kind of comes over and, you know, just kind of gets some little magic-y 
such and such over where you were brutally attacked. And so she's really playing up just how awful this looks because really you're playing bad. up just how much it hurts. <laughs> and uh, just like, oh, oh my goodness. This is yeah, just. You see how it, damaged it is? Oh, just, just awful. Just absolutely yes. awful. I'll get that taken care of for you. And Do you think Mother I, Maggie's with the Noah Good Gun <laughs> Shop? I. You know that might be the better that might be the better way to go for you, or we'll kind of do some training or, or something. But but there, uh, see see, so much better, so much better. Yes, I appreciate you. If <laughs> she just rolls around a little bit on the ground, <laughs> Doc's giant wolf head is just shaking in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. Eustace. I did some damage. <laughs> Eustace, you noticed something actually, as everyone's. Everyone's kind of recovering from this moment. Selena's tending to Lou. You see up on a ridge, maybe 200 yards away, you can see the what looks like a wolf. In this case, you're probably sure it's a another coyote just standing on the ridge, looking in your direction, just standing up there. You can see a very faint glow in its eyes just from the reflecting reflection of the light. Uh, but you can see it up there and it's just kind of watching you guys. All right. Oh, I'll highlight to it. But what I'd like to do, because I do have a slight bit of musical inclination, there's that weird dirge song that was done mm-hmm. at the previous set that had some weird nonsense going. But I have my how kind of emulate what I had heard in the dirge song so I can see what its response is to me doing that. Okay. All right. Um... So I just, just try and test the temperature, so to speak. Nice. Okay. So you kind of let out this, um, this kind of bang wail because that the, the dirge was, it, it, it had a unsettling tenor to it and mm-hmm. you do your best to emulate it. And, and with your skill, it's uh it's a, it's a fair comparison. And you can see that there's a, there's not an immediate response. You don't see it kind of react, doesn't run after you. It doesn't howl back. But it's kind of watching you as you're you're howling. And then you just see it very slowly turn and start to walk away from you. Then stop. Look back at you again. And then continue slowly walking away. And it's again, it's about 200 yards away. You can easily see it with your eyes. As it's it's almost like it's gesturing you. I think that of course, this is all like speaking in like our weird shared wolf speak. Mm-hmm. I think the coyote wants us to go that way. I don't know <laughs> if it's a good thing or a bad thing. And so, Selena, you know, kind of is with Lou. Like, are you going to be okay? Are you okay to? <laughs> yes, go? yes. I will. I will fight through the pain and uh, okay. be brave. <laughs> okay. I, right. I'll swap into right. lupus form. <laughs> Okay, we can do. We smell the corruption going that way, like that same scent that we've been smelling. Like, yeah, mm. it. They are heading. Like you can just tell from the direction that the coyote is moving. It's that east northeasternly direction, and that is. And then, like the further east you all are traveling, the stranger things. Like the the the, the feeling that you're that you're kind of thing, that that strange sort of static feeling. The scent, everything just feels to be getting stronger and stronger the further you go, and that is the direction it's heading. Jacques looks over to Duke. 
gives him that half head cock and a growl and then starts trotting in the direction that that coyote went. Uh, yeah, okay. Duke will walk up to Lou in his skinny jeans and reach out a hand <clears throat> to help her up. Well, I, I'm in Zalupa's form now. Oh. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. And he'll start walking. Um, I want to try and see if he can do like a, I guess an occult check again to see like with the static part, if he can recognize that from something yeah. like he's read about. Yeah. Cause like we, we give it a, everything give it else occultist. is normal, but like you said, that part's like the part we don't really get. Yeah. So I'll say see. give it, give it an occult role. Uh, intelligence, I would say occult intelligence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and if, and Lou, you're in your lupus forms. Never mind. Okay. So you wouldn't be able to help. So I'll just say Duke, Duke, just roll it straight. Um, that's three successes. So I'll tell you what you would probably theorize. Like, you know, that in the Umbra, like there are plenty of, uh, plenty of creatures of the weaver at work. Um, often what they do, uh, whether they're pattern spiders or orb weavers or whatever it might be, they, a lot of them are responsible. This is the theory for creating like this network of communication. Right. It kind of like these, these threads, these, the, uh, these, the, the kind of span the umbra and they, they have a tendency to like, whenever you're in the umbra, like you can kind of get, you, you get a very similar feeling. Like you can tell when you look up sometimes and you can see like this network of spiders just getting around and they don't, it's not like they're aggressive. They don't attack you or anything like that. They're usually just off on your, on their own doing their thing. So there is something of that feeling going on here. Like you're almost feeling that the, whenever you're in the presence of such a network, right? Such like that kind of communicative threads inside the Umbra, but you're feeling it now on the outside. Yeah. It's like crossing over. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he will relay that information to, well, he's, I guess he'll say it to Lou and then he's kind of like looking at like, yeah, he's like, well, it's (laughs) You're in a dog form. Okay. All right. This is a useless conversation. Okay. Okay. I will turn back so that I can have a conversation with you and I'll start putting my shirt on and stuff. So seems like the umbra's bleeding over. What do you think about that? Uh, let me take a look here and she'll activate penumbra sense to see if she can see anything. Spirits galore. Dark. Oh, twisted, shit. Corrupted above you. Oh, shit. Up ahead. <laughs> Oh, this is the, you also, I would say with your sense, you would say, is that a role, by the way, we keep doing this automatically. Yeah, I think um, it is I, a role. I have counting down wisdom. my, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, you keep giving it to me before I can do the role, uh, I know, but I am I counting I, down my willpower. I like power. just to go, you know, I don't like waiting for a <laughs> right? role sometimes. I just like to go. Are there spirits? <laughs> yes. Let me tell you about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it is int and wisdom, so that is two, and then da, 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 three. If you fail this, I want you to forget everything I just said. <laughs> uh, I did not fail that. I got three successes. There are dozens of dozens of what you think are orb wavers, maybe, um, that are very far above you, uh, probably almost to the sort of to the extent of your your sight. They are, there's something wrong with them. Like you've never seen them in that state before. They seem um, diminished. Uh, they seem Oh, they've been fucking erratic. with my spirits. And you also notice an interesting thing, Lou, is that uh, a few of you have noticed how like the, 
the sky feels dimmed, like the stars, the moon, the light coming down feels dim. Now you're in the wide open. This is where you should be able to see the sky with some clarity. There's no overcast. There's no clouds, no storms whatsoever. It's a beautiful open sky. But everything just feels almost like you're looking through sunglasses. Uh, and you can see that it's even darker when you look up and you kind of go through that lens as if as if whatever they're doing with those like kind of signals and this and that, maybe it's connected to your tech issues, maybe it's connected to the over the, the site overhead, but something's going on. It doesn't it seems as though whatever kind of corruptive wake it's leaving in the physical world, it also seems to be leaving something of that in the in the umbra. I'll describe that to the team in, in excessive detail, exactly as you had. <laughs> and uh, is, uh, <laughs> I mean, in just the right amount of detail, um, is uh, this is not good. We need to rescue these spirits as well. This is immense corruption on them. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go find the coyote and maybe that will help us. All right. So yes. Eustace, Jacques, I think you guys are up ahead following the coyote. Is that right? assuming everyone yeah. will eventually catch up with that. And so basically what happens over the course of maybe a mile, you you kind of crest a ridge, and then you see the coyote in the distance again sitting waiting for you. And you, once it comes up, it'll get up again and start moving, disappear from sight. You'll go to its ridge, and then you'll see it again somewhere else. And you'll see it again somewhere else. This happens a few times here and there. And even if you speed up, even those of you with great speed and your lupus or whatever forms you might be in, like even then you, you race to the next ridge and you see the coyote once more on the far ridge. It's not, you, you would think you would have caught up with it. But after a while, it's maybe about 45 minutes, hour of this zigzagging here and there in this northeasterly direction, eventually you don't see it on a ridge. You see it actually at the at sort of the ground, like this this valley, this base of a valley. And you can see it's sitting next to um, what looks like some sort of water source, like a small pond, um, whatever it might be. And it's sitting right next to it, like with the, within a handful of feet away. Eyes kind of glowing. And it's just waiting, like looking up at you. Bound over to the water. Does this coyote have spirits around it? The penumbra sense remains for the scene. Does the coyote you see have... that where the physical coyote is, <clears throat> there is a much larger coyote in the spirit world on the exact same spot. You are pretty confident that this is a spirit that is temporarily inhabiting the body of an actual coyote that is trying to communicate with you. The spirits of the coyotes are uh, asking for help here. We we definitely need to get in there. All right, then. You get down. Mm. Sure, you get down, all of you, one by one. You can see that it's like this little mini kind of oasis area. You can see there's there's um, there's plant growth around where most of it's just been like rock and kind of you know, some sort of desert grass here and there. But again all of like the flora in the area is like withered. It's also oozing. You see it just kind of oozing various fluids and nectars and almost like bleeding here and there. And when you arrive and you get really close next to the pond, you can see it's boiling. Uh, not unlike your, your own spirit, uh, your, your own Karen spirits, uh, a special place beneath your church. It's boiling the water has got this dark kind of green black kind of color to it. 
and you can just see that the that the coyote next to you just kind of looks up and kind of leans down, gets its nose relatively close to the water, but doesn't actually touch the water. Lou will look over into the water. Uh, how's your awareness at? Do you have any awareness? Yeah, actually, that's I'm not bad at it. I have, what was it? Awareness three. Awareness plus what? Wits? Wits is fine, sure. Okay, that would be four. What's half of it? That would be three because it's seven. Yeah, that's enough. So you can see, even though it's very dark water, it's not like opaque. It's just extremely dark, black, green, boiling and boiling. You could feel the heat and the steam coming off it. But you can very clearly see underneath the water, there is something at the bottom. You can see it looks like a body. You can definitely tell the contours of a human body. Oh, this is going to suck. She'll pull up her sleeve. And ready for the pain, sticks her arm in to grab it and try to pull it out. Okay. Uh, No roll necessary. However, you will take two points of superficial health damage uh, as you're able to, with the burn in this this sort of, it's not just, it's not just like a, like a heat burn, but it almost feels like an acidic burn at the same time to when you bring your arm out, you can see the damage it has done. It'll heal. Like your regeneration will take care of it, but it is painful and it is noticeable as Lou pulls the body out the rest of you standing around you see the feet the legs etc it's human they seem to be dressed in jeans and normal clothing nothing on nothing remarkable but as the body comes out you can see like having burst out of the torso uh, kind of just below the sternum you can see almost like a sea anemone there is a handful of these black tendrils just kind of writhing around as you pull it out And we'll go ahead and stop on that for tonight, and we'll pick up there next week. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Selena looks over to Eustace (laughs) like, I just healed her. (laughs) Selena, I I turns again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, it happens. I mean, it's okay, you know. (sighs) You'll be fine. I would say probably from the pain, you can always take a rage, too, like. That would probably be a fair trade-off, I think. Ooh. Except for resetting at two next session. No, 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 no. That was only oh. your rage mm. carries over between sessions. That was just between okay, stories, okay. between story arcs. Mm. Okay, but yeah, nice. I would say take a take a rage for that. Um, did anyone else take random non-combat damage? I took eyeball damage. Yeah, I'd say you can take yours too. Actually, you can take a rage. <laughs> that Perfect. that was annoying to you. I always remind me of that because I'm going to forget to give you guys rage in those. <laughs> My eyes were watering. I'm pretty. I'm pretty angry. <laughs> <laughs> it goes away, but you you could definitely feel. Uh, you ever put jelly on a hot pan before? A little bit like mm. that. Uh, mm. Okay. Cool. 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 So that is it. Uh, we will pick up there as we are heading eastward. And eastward. <laughs> it's really funny because like when you guys are like searching around to do the intersecting, I'm like. I kept thinking in my head. I'm like, I thought they were just going to start at the diner and just track from there. I'm like, I thought that. And then, then like, I always remember. But it was cool. I got to, I got to show the grave. Yeah. Got to see the other, do, the other piece. Yep. Do you, do you get the reference yet, Melissa? No. You still don't get the reference, Aaron? Do you get it? The reference to the, the grave? Yeah. yeah. Do you know? I mean, it made me think of Visid, but uh, 
but okay, okay. No. no it's good it's good i'm glad i'm glad you guys don't have it uh, okay, okay okay all right i thought it was uh, buffy it is definitely buffy i was actually doing a little true blood thing and it was really just steve what's the guy's <laughs> name he's just gonna climb up out of it yeah okay. oh okay all right let's do <laughs> uh let's do some close plugs and we'll get on out of here uh so jeremy you're back tell us about his patreon oh god uh aaron reese on patreon comics tokens maps other fun stuff check it out it's fun fantastic i got it done in time uh let's see who's next aaron what's going on with garbalag next week Next week on Tuesday, Millie will be back continuing her uh, Coriolis campaign. Then on Wednesday, I will be in the GM seat and we will be doing character creation for Garblag's Marvel Multiverse, a bunch of British uh, superheroes starting in uh, the towards the end of World War II and it'll be leading into the Cataclysm of Kang campaign. And then on Thursday, Garblag Pete himself will be uh, showcasing his own game, Heroic Deeds, uh, kind of a old school feel with modern mechanics as they go through the classic D&D campaign, The Red Hand of Doom. Ooh. Fantastic. Uh, as for us, we're actually off until Monday in the weird. We what? lost all our players this weekend. There's been weddings and moves and stuff like that. So we're down. Unfortunately, no Delta Green tomorrow night uh, and uh, nothing on Saturday just yet. But we'll be back on Monday with Monster of the Week. Uh, you can see the top row in that game. Uh, no Marvel on Tuesday because it's Halloween, so we're taking that off. Uh, and then our next game for that will be Werewolf again in a week. Uh, but check Yay. out the YouTube page, Ventures and Lollygagging. Got all sorts of games over there. Right now, what else are we playing? We're playing Fragged Empire. We're playing uh, We're playing Delta Green. Next week, Aaron, what are we Wrath starting? Wrath and Glory. Friday? Next yeah. Friday, we're starting uh, uh, Cubicle 7's Wrath and Glory. Some Warhammer 40K campaigning in the Gilead system. But it'll be character and, creation. Oh, yeah. And not yet. It's, it, we got, we're about a month out still, but we're going to be starting up a new Call of Cthulhu campaign on Saturdays in the spot where we used to play One Ring. We're probably going to do a couple of random things in between, but we'll probably start it up end of November, or early December. But that's 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 what's coming next. That's about it. Thank you for everyone going out tonight. Thanks to the, I got, we got some subs at the beginning. I saw, I appreciate that very, very much. If you haven't yet followed the channel, please do. If you haven't yet subscribed uh, over on YouTube, do that as well. Uh, we're going to go ahead and raid Dork Tales. Uh, they're playing a tabletop role-playing role playing game. I cannot tell the name of it, but we'll find out what it is. So have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.